Welcome back to the SC Halfback Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Namoski. Welcome to another off-season pod. Only going solo for a few more. I've got some cavalry back on the ring soon, so hopefully you don't mind the sound of just my voice one more time here. But uh, going with another post that we're about to post up here, I wanted to look at, so one of the topics I think heading into every year is obviously steals in the draft. And I think Jermaine Asako played such a pivotal role last year in a lot of draft comps where he was drafted 204 overall. I've stressed that number all offseason. And obviously landed with Wayne Bennett, new team, the Dolphins, try scorer, top try scorer of the season, goal kicker, and second overall in points. Incredible story, but it got me thinking. Obviously, I don't think there's another Jermaine Asako who's going to come in there and just blow it away with the goal kicking as well. But who are six CTWs that can be the steal of the draft? Now, I've bundled them into three categories. So I've got uh, Fallen Gun. So someone who I think will still be drafted pretty high, but I think where he's going in terms of overall rank is very skewed at the moment. Uh, I think uh, the next category is reliability in terms of is that team going to perform and is he going to perform? And then I've got uh, a category for teammates outshine where potentially there's a better option on the other side of the park that everyone is kind of missing or in another key position that back line that will get overdrafted and this person could be an absolute steal so let's get right into it let's go first of all with the the fallen gun now some might say it's a bit premature to say he's a fallen gun but i absolutely think he is in super coach world i've got will penasini from the Parramatta eels so will penasini right now i've got him uh 20th overall in the ctw rankings a sixth to seventh grade now, I think on his day, he can get up to a four or five. So I do think you only get a couple of rounds of value in Will Penasini. I think he is someone that if you really want to leave CTW, if he is your second CTW, I think it's tremendous. I think at a pinch, he can be your first. Uh, I think there's a couple of factors coming in here. I think, you know, a full season Dylan Brown, hopefully. I think a uh, healthy Sean Lane uh, could also do the trick there. I just think that this team is going to be able to score points. It doesn't matter if they make finals, miss finals. I just feel like this team's got points in them. And I think Will Penasini is someone who I just think has a, has a real good ceiling. His floor is really good. Defensively, he's strong. Um, he does take a bit of work. Uh, but I do think what you're going to get from him is in those games where he can get some attacking stats, you have someone that can be a CTW1 on most weeks and do the job for you. So I think Will Penasini for me is someone who I'm really targeting as my second CTW. I think it'd be a really nice get. Just thinking in the overall big board, if you can get a Greg Marzu in round three and then back that up with Will Penasini in round six, I think your CTW stocks are looking very, very strong in terms of a very good solid floor. You're always going to get that points. And then when they go big, um, you know, Newcastle and Paramount potentially could be some very nice scoring teams in Supercoach. Let's go to um, teams that we're not sure of. So we've got three in this category. So first, let's go Jason Saab. So obviously, I'm very high on Manly this year, which many people are, but it does rely on Tom Travojevic. But we did see at the end of last year, cool win in the fullback. DC took a bit more burden on the playmaking, and we got Luke Brooks coming in there. Uh, looks like Ola Kwatu's going to get paid pretty handsomely. Jake Travojevic had a good season, showed a bit more tread left on those tyres. So Jason Saab now becomes very interesting because traditionally he is always left late in drafts, and he's someone that you can jag pretty... Uh, Late on. So I have got Jason Saab right now as CTW 40 in the 11th to 12th round. 
Now, I think if he is your fourth CTW and you can plug him in there, I think you're laughing. I spoke about it a couple of uh, podcasts ago. If he's a guy that scores 20 and doesn't hurt you, uh, tremendous. But when he does go big and scores a hat-trick and Tom Turbo lays it on and gets 110, can win you a week. I think that is the type of player that Jason Saab is. Um, obviously, the floor has got a little bit better over the years, but you're looking at a guy who, if Manly's going to go good, go top four, uh, Jason Saab might go close to that try-scoring mark that Asako set last year. So Jason Saab from a pure try, fourth CTW option. I love the play there. The next guy is Blake Wilson from the Bulldogs. Now, I think Blake Wilson uh, is a ring-in for that wing spot. The fact that he knocked back Parramatta and re-signed with the Dogs tells me all I need to know. I think they're very high on him. I think one of the wing spots is his. I think that's why there's also been a bit of a, this talk about our car wouldn't be happening if they weren't absolutely sure that Blake Wilson can fill one of those wing spots. So Blake Wilson got very high. Now, I got him very late in the draft uh, just because I think there is still a bit of unknown, and I think there are other players that will go ahead of him. I've got him as CTW 51 in the 14th round. Um, but I just think that if he's your fourth, C, fourth CTW, you're absolutely laughing there. So if you're unable to get Jason Saab uh, and you can wait a couple more rounds, potentially Blake Wilson might be the guy that just looks like one of those Bulldogs wingers uh, and outside backs. You know, I kind of think to the Nick Meanies and the Remus Smiths of the world where even when the Bulldogs were going terrible, they were scoring, you know, 11, 12 tries a season. Blake Wilson looks like a guy who will get 15 to 18 tries a season for the rest of his career while he's healthy. So I really do like that. He looks like a great try scorer. A bit of work about him as well. Uh, so I'm very high on Blake Wilson this year. He is definitely one where in those later rounds, I'm hoping and a lot of my comps guys are sleeping on him because he is a great CTW plug and play uh as your fourth option there. You can really go hard on those first three, leave that fourth pick uh, open, and you could potentially get a Blake Wilson there. So I really do like that one. And then the third guy in this category is, I'm very high on him, Kaylee Rawalawa. To me, he is the guy that I think I am. I don't think I've seen anyone else as high as him. Uh, I've got him, again, not you know extremely high in the overall rankings, 22 overall in the CTW, 6th to 7th round grade very similar to around that Will Penasini range, but I wouldn't be afraid to go high on him. I've got as high as a fifth round grade on him. Uh, I just think that he's going to score points, and this Dragons team does worry me in terms of, you know, we're rolling into the season, and it looks like Flanagan and Hunt are going to be the halves. Hooker might be a bit of a rotation. We think Zach Lomax is going to play fullback to start with. I just think that he's a guy that, if he's your second CTW, um, he's got the absolute ceiling of a one, no doubt. Uh, his floor is obviously can be as low as a three. Um, but yeah, if, you know, we just spoke about earlier pairing. If you can get Jermaine Asako in the third and Rawalawa in the seventh, um, tremendous, tremendous value and upside in your CTW, which I think what, what I've seen the last couple of years, you know, traditionally some guys want to just go give him those uh, two RF options in the CTW and, you know, get my 45 points and with an attacking that get to an 80, but sometimes it's better to go with McKaylee's 30 and he's 145. Uh, just, just much more variance for, especially if you want to try and win most weeks and have that high point differential when it gets close to finals. I think is a great option there. Let's round it out with the two where I think teammates will overshadow them. So Jake Avarillo is my first one here. Now, the Dolphins backline... Um, 
there's options this year. I think obviously Farnworth um, is going to be very, very highly drafted. Uh, I'm very high on Farnworth myself. I've got him as the... So Herbie is right now the 11th overall CTW in the fifth round. But then I've got Jake Avarillo all the way... Where is Jake? Uh, CTW 33 in the 10th to 11th round. Um, I just think that if you're basically getting an extra, you know, you're doubling the value there uh, going into double-digit rounds. And I think what he's going to do, if he does line up in that spot inside of Jermaine Asako, we've seen that it's already a very nice spot there. Even if he goes to the other side of the park, I'm not too concerned about that. Um, I just think that this is a guy that's going to be able to score points. He's so quick. And the way the Dolphins attack, I just think that Avril is going to fit in there naturally. Um, if there is any injuries, uh, he can cover potentially in the halves, potentially at fullback. So I just think Jake Avril is one of those guys where, again, you talk about those fourth CTWs that you want to own, a Blake Wilson or Jason Saab. Avril fits right in there because I think a lot of people, you know, it will always be clear as we start getting a draft day, but who knows where he might get draft, uh, where he might play, and that might affect his draft rank. So that's why I think I've got him a little bit lower, but I could see him definitely once we kind of confirm where he is, if he's on that Osako side, for sure he'll shoot up the rankings um, just because I think he'll give nice crisp service and himself because Osako is such a weapon on that wing, it might free him up in the centers to really do some work there. And the last guy on this list who I'm getting higher and higher on as we kind of go through this preseason, I've got Phil Sammy from the Gold Coast Titans now. This is one of my real sleepers. I've got him as CTW 15 in the fifth round right now. I've got him over Ryan Kelly, who I've got as CTW 27 in the eighth. Um, I just think that the, how dominant that left edge was for the Titans, it's going to bounce back to the other side. I think it just has to. I think Bo Fermor is absolutely going to um, have a great season, and I think his presence on that opposite edge will free up a lot of things. He'll obviously... Um, get a lot of ball and he'll make his own stuff happen. But I just think his potential decoy work where they're using him as a line runner and all of a sudden it's swinging out the back now, whether it's Sexton, whether it is Jaden Campbell, whether it's Tom Weaver, there's plenty of options they can go on that edge opposite Kieran Four. And they might even push Kieran Four into that edge, uh, depending if they want to put a Jaden Campbell on the left to have a feeder with him. Um, I just think there's going to be a bounce back. And I th- what you saw with Phil Sammy last year was, even though he wasn't on the dominant edge, he was an absolute weapon. He was looking for the ball, tackle breaking for fun, scoring tries for fun. So I just think that when you, everyone talks about the Titans, obviously the spine and the left edge is where it's at. Phil Sammy has a real chance to, I think he's still in this year, is CTW1. Uh, he is right on the border for me. I think that top 16 that I've got, Ken Robbie or CTW1. Um, and I think he can absolutely go high. If Kieran Foran goes to that right side, your Bo Firmer looks like an absolute weapon on that right side early on, I could easily move him closer to the top 10 because I just think that he's going to have that season where, similar to Osaka, you know, it, the first couple of rounds were like, okay, yep, it's a new round, it's a new season, um, the hot hand, and, you know, people are trading him and some people go, no, I want to have one more week, I want to see what it is. It's not going to surprise me if Phil somebody starts the season house on fire, People are, you know, trading him. You're able to get him um, because people can't believe this is actually going to be the case because everyone wants that left edge to be so dominant. But yeah, for me, Phil Sammy is the perfect uh, option to 
be the Osaka of this year. I think the right side, if it is a Bo Fermor and Foz really not on that edge, even if it's one of the other young guys, I just think the right edge is going to cook. I think Des Hasler, um, I'm so high on the Titans this year. I really, really am. I want to see them in preseason just to, to validate and see how it looks on the park. But yeah, I think Phil Sammy for me is the hidden gem in CTW in terms of someone that realistically, like I'll read you some of the names under Phil Sammy and you tell me if they only are drafted ahead of him. So Gagai, Dom Young, Hamiso, Alex Johnston, Will Penasini, Silvan Cobo, Rawalawa, um, Mulatalo, Best, Kira, Stephen Crider, Brian Kelly. I just named you 10 guys there, 11 guys that will go potentially ahead of Phil Sammy in your draft. So potentially Phil Sammy might drop to CTW 28. Now we're in the uh, Tyrell May, uh, Matt Timoko, Will Warbrick, Katoni Staggs, Murray Toalangi. Now we're in that range. So it could go even further. So I just feel like this is a guy that has the absolute ceiling and workload of a CTW1. You could potentially get, you know, we're talking eighth, ninth, tenth round potentially. So keep that in mind, guys. Get it in your black book, get it in your Excel. Just give Phil Sammy a bit of a highlight because, like I said, I am definitely targeting him as I would love for him to be my CTW2. Um, if I could go early on a guy like a Joey Manu, a Val Holmes, a Ruben Garrick, a Zach Lomax, and then, you know, three to four rounds later, I'm not going to let him go past round six for me. I think that is my absolute cutoff. I won't be able to live with myself if, you know, I let it slip one more round and he goes round seven and absolute beast it this year. Um, so, yeah. That, to me, Phil Sammy is the guy. If you want to try and find your Jermaine Osaka of this year, there's five guys, all different ranges in the draft where you might be able to steal him. But for me, Phil Sammy is the guy. We'll leave it there, guys. We'll come back more throughout this offseason. I want to kind of do more of those ones to try to find those guys that you could grab uh, for a bit of value in your draft. Uh, but again, yeah, to me, there's plenty of options. I think what that did last year, the change of scenery, the opportunity, and again, just the drive value. You got to look at the drive value and go, okay, for my fourth CTW, for my third CTW, even for my second, really, is there a guy that's just that the value doesn't seem right? Um, you know, we should have looked at it last year. He was the first signing. He's on a wing. He's the goal kicker. He shouldn't have been 200 overall. You know, there's a, there's a certain point where he goes, okay, this is silly. Um, and like I said to you, I just read out all those names for Phil Sammy. Is he really going to be? the 32nd overall CTW with that base and with that upside that he has. So that's the way I'm going to look at this year. Circle his name. He's one for me that we will definitely keep an eye on. Hit the socials, guys, at the SE Heartback. Plenty of more podcasts to come throughout the offseason, plus other content as well. So thanks for listening. Have a great day. We'll hear from you soon. Cheers.